Hey everyone, this is Brody Brum, wide receiver for the Liberty Flames, and you're listening to the Flogcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Yes, this is the Flogcast Network. Thank you for tuning in uh, to day two, part two of the AFC East going over uh, two other teams in this division. Yesterday, I was alongside with uh, Mr. Uh, TC in the defending champion queue. They are with me today, and we are going to go over the New York Jets. Now, like I've said earlier, uh, with the New York Jets, it's, it's a thing where I was kind of shocked that they had a 7-9 and nine record. I thought they were, by watching them, I thought they were worse yeah. than what they were. You guys agree with me or no yeah, last year? I think they got lucky in a few games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, with, but, you know, with with a big key on their with their team is, of course, Le'Veon Bell. Um, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. We'll just go on the quarterbacks as of right now. Sam Darnold uh, has is approaching, what, his third year now in the league? A uh, guy who was drafted very early in the 2018 uh, draft, third overall by the New York Jets. Um, a guy who is... You know, probably a clear-cut number one wide receiver. Second is Mr. Joe Flacco. Did I say wide receiver? I meant quarterback. Um, A guy who had over 3,000 yards passing-wise last year. Uh, He did throw 13 interceptions with 19 TDs. How do you you feel about Sam Darnold? Is he going to take that step forward uh, this year and be a guy the Jets were banking on when they drafted him third overall in that draft. You know, I like Sam Darnold. If he's not kissing teenagers and, and getting mono and stuff, then I, I think that he can he can be a viable quarterback. Too soon. Too soon to say that. <laughs> well, you know, like, it is what it is. Um, at week seven uh, against New England, he got just punished. You know, like, yeah. he, there was that quote he said, I'm seeing ghosts out there. And that was when New England was in, like, they were they were rocking it right there. And at the same time, you know, but, but then you, like, look at g- games later on at Jacksonville. He had, you know, two touchdowns. And his, his game in Week 11 at Washington, 293 yards, four touchdowns. He had one interception. Um, so there, there are flashes of a little bit of brilliance there, like that he could really be that quarterback, that, that – uh, that career quarterback that the New York Jets are really searching for, consistent player. If he can be more consistent, if he can uh, lead the team more often and, and 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 just be that guy, be their rock, be their leader, and I, I see the potential in him to be a good QB. Potential maybe, but it's a guy that I'm not 100% even drafting him. Uh, you, do you agree, Q? I mean, is he a guy that you maybe draft and throw on your bench? I'm not drafting Darn at all. Um, unless it's Dynasty or some kind of weird 2QB, super flex type situation. I, I just, I'm staying away from this guy. Or unless it's like a 18-team league. I mean. <laughs> he was 27th ranked in QBs. Yeah, right. exactly. That, that so, really points it out. So, like TC was mentioning, he, he does have good potential. Um, he can make some throws that, you know, he's on the move. He, he just improvises super well. And I get why the Jets like him, but the Jets are not a good team. Their offensive line is terrible, which, granted, they invested some picks into that offensive line. But um, a lot of the time last year, TC said it, this guy's seeing ghosts out on the field. I mean, it's hard to play quarterback. It doesn't matter how good you are. 
when you're getting hit from every direction, you don't know what's coming next, your lines can't block. They, Le, Le'Veon Bell was a great example of that too. We'll get into that next, I'm sure. But this offensive line, they were trying to hand the ball off to Le'Veon Bell, one of the best runners in the league. And he every time I watch the Jets, this guy's getting hit three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I just... You don't have an offense if you can't get past your no, own line. No, your offense starts with your offensive line just like your defense starts with your defensive line. The game is won in the trenches. And we can see from stats that Le'Veon or Sam Darnold were, weren't who people needed him to be, especially Le'Veon coming from that highly touted two, two seasons prior to last year. He took the, took the year off. Um, he was playing behind a good offensive line with the Steelers then, and now he's coming into a new team, got his big deal, and he just he wasn't the Le'Veon that we all knew and that we, we were hyped about, and that is a lot to do with his offensive line. Right, for sure. And, of course, you know, him being spending five years with Pittsburgh, um, it, it's a thing where, you know, Pittsburgh were, was very good, and there's many games there, you know, in those seasons that they were ahead, and they ran the ball, and that was <laughs> – <laughs> Certainly not the case uh, last year when when it comes to New York and you know you know it could be different this year like you said Q they did draft pick up a, a, a few more pieces there in the offensive line that could help those holes get bigger yeah. and that's definitely uh, something that you know, a possibility for this Jets team and uh, we'll we'll see you know how. Le'Veon Bell is. I'm not sure exactly. I do not believe he is a keeper as of right now. I think Scott is picking up Juju over Bell, and you disagree with that, Q, right? I mean, I I don't know how I feel about that. That's such a tough decision to make. But, yeah, it is. Um, personally, I do disagree with it just because Le'Veon is guaranteed volume. It's hard right. to say Juju is guaranteed volume. I mean, theoretically, he should be. But we've, we haven't seen Juju produce like a solid keeper option since that year he went off that year he went off and that was with antonio Antonio. brown on the other side right was lady on the team then or was was. was that the year off that he took i think that that was in the year off but i don't 2018 yeah that was 2018 he was off yep so i mean yeah it's just well james connor was great that year he was james connor was just as good so you exactly you had a great team all around and juju had no pressure exactly um i I can see where you're going with on this so i i like juju but Levion's going to be guaranteed volume the thing is the steelers are pegged probably to be a better team than Mm -hmm. the jets and like i always say you want players on good teams but um running backs are different especially when you're getting volume like that and he's getting volume on the ground and in the air because Levion's a superb pass catching running back too and you can't forget that the Bills or the Jets also drafted Denzel Mims. We'll right. get into that later. So with uh, in the first round of the draft, so that adds kind of a more of a vertical threat to their offense. Hopefully, to take some of the guys out of the box, they got some offensive linemen that could open things up for Le'Veon and Darnold. So, so we'll see. I mean, I don't think they're a seven-win team again. Um, I do think, like TC said, they probably got a little lucky with that. But you know, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I I was pretty shocked that they that they were seven and nine, and but you know they they did pick up some more pieces, so you never know. And with Le'Veon Bell, I do see him taking a uh, uh, having a better year than he did last year. Probably one of his worst years when it comes to stat wise, I guess. And uh, you know, having about seven hundred, not getting over eight hundred yards, only scoring three touchdowns, which is not the Le'Veon Bell that we know and love. Um, a guy who, I mean, those are of course not 
keeper numbers. Uh, but we all know about his upside and what he can do and put on the table. He is, I do believe he is a still 28, which is getting, you know, when you get to 28, 9, 30. Especially it's, for a running back. Especially for a running back, you know, when you're 28, 9, 30, you're, you know, about <laughs> almost uh, 40 in football age. Your but, knees are going, unless yep, you're so, Frank Gore. Yeah, unless you're Frank Gore. Uh, but we'll Hyde. see about Bell. I, I don't believe, I would I, I would personally go with Juju over Bell. Um, but, you, you know, who, who knows? And we'll see what Bell do, does. And, you know, with them adding Frank Gore, that concerns me as well. I mean, we all know with Frank Gore, it's a guy, if, if you have a, a keeper, um, running back, and your that team adds Frank Gore. You're concerned. You're not happy about that team adding Frank Gore. I can promise you that because he is a goal line guy. And consistently, he, he's has a, been cons- for the past yeah. He's a guy years. who will never retire. He will be on every NFL team, and he will take away those goal line touches. That would so, be exciting. Right. And, you know, that's another reason why, I, you know, I'm not saying I'm not going to pick up Le'Veon Bell, but I don't think he's a keeper over Juju because, you know, Frank Gore does not help that situation. Oh, position so. competition. Now, do you guys think Le'Veon Bell in our draft is a first-round pick? No. Because you don't think so? I don't think so. In our mock, we had him going late in the first round, the, the one, two, three, four, to five, Scott. the sixth pick back to Scott. There yeah. are players that, that I'm just going to stick away from based off of bad teams. All right, so yeah, so we had I don't know who picked for Scott, but we had Le'Veon Bell picked up before Carson, uh, running back wise, before Carson, uh, Chris Carson, uh, before Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, James Connor, all those guys. I think I'm uh, taking was after Bell. I think I'm taking Chris Carson before Le'Veon. Of course oh, you are. Stop! <laughs> stop it! Hey, he's getting into it now, and oh, Seattle is looking oh like that, that's that's their guy. Right there. I mean, they just picked up You've Carlos Hyde, too. this every year. <laughs> you know what? I had him every year. And last year, he, like, came in pretty clutch for me during the later half. Well, yeah, this, I think I was yeah. going to make a trade for him at once. This yeah. Is, yeah. Well, Until well, he got injured. Definitely not a Seahawks episode. We'll talk about them later. But uh, I disagree with that, with <laughs> Chris Carson over, over Bell. But, I mean, all those guys were – I mean, Bell was picked before those guys. Um, but, you know, you, you never know. I mean – I, I see him as a first-round guy still. I you? Well, you I go know. on and pick him first round. I don't have a first-round draft pick. Oh, <laughs> who are you going to take over the guy? I, I just don't. I don't know yet. It's, the time I mean, unless somebody no, no. tries to take a shot on Taylor or a rookie, I just don't. Right, again, this for our first round is what? The fifth round, the fifth round. in yeah, our league? Fifth round. Uh, yeah. So that's actually pretty good. league versus your Yeah, A-team league, so. and we do have a lot of roster We've got a 20-player uh, roster. Yeah. Right, so it's and definitely, you know, if you're if you're a stranger from our fantasy football league, that's what you're looking at. Uh, but, you know, it, you know, taking him in the first, you know, fifth round yeah. is a steal. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what Le'Veon Bell does and, how he does in his second year with the New York Jets. Moving on to the wide receivers, kind of a more of a uglier pitcher, if you will. Uh, you know, what it's kind of yeah, exactly. It's kind of tough to uh, pinpoint who you want as the wide receiver one. Jamison Crowder was pretty much the wide receiver one, and he didn't do bad. I know he was on Jake McKinley's yeah. team last year, who helped him out pretty good with yeah. six touchdowns. That was huge. Uh, yeah, he Stanley definitely needed it. He yeah. had a couple games of like 15 catches. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, the dude definitely did well, and he connected with uh, uh, Sam Darnold pretty well, you know, his first year with the Jets. 
Yeah, he set, he had the most targets of his career, 122 targets, career-high catches, 78 targets. And in standard leagues, he finished as a 26 wide receiver. So that's yeah. solid production, especially where you're usually drafting him, which is undrafted or super, super late. For everything that's surrounding him, uh, being on the Jets, yeah. you know, with all that inconsistency. That's one of the bright lights right? on that team. And then he had to compete with Robbie Anderson last year, too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Who was right. their vertical threat, who was kind of like... Who was a disappointment, if yeah, I had, if I would add. You would know, you would Yeah, know. I drafted him. I mean, he was clear-cut the best... Uh, uh, decision to make at that time I mean, he was best available that's what we, that's um, what we thought <laughs> that's what we thought i mean clearly we were wrong i you know i'm probably not gonna draft robbie anderson ever in my life uh which you know well, that's not that's Eddie. not saying a lot but um you know what now you know i would pick him being the number one wide receivers uh there's a uh, brichard perriman um a guy who uh was on that team uh last year as well uh he was a future I mean, I passed a uh, uh, number one I mean, round, I mean, first round draft pick back in 2015. A guy that not a lot of people know a lot about. Uh, well, when he was competing with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, I mean, d- do you really get a standout that much when you have the best duo right. wide receivers in the league? And then last year was his best year. Yeah, and that's, that's crazy. <laughs> a couple times where he did stand out. Yeah, I mean, he had six touchdowns, you know. That which was his career high and career high but in receiving yards. Made it hard. It made exactly. it hard to want to start him because you had to compete against. Those exactly. Guys. You uh, mean and now he doesn't you're have going up co- against the worst cornerbacks. You know, nickel these nickel cornerbacks that really aren't guarding. You know, you got most of the coverage focused on Godwin, focused on Evans. Yeah. Right. Um, right. I mean, I personally that is would a good relief. Right. I would personally pick up Denzel Mims, like you mentioned earlier, over uh, Perriman, uh, a guy that drafted in the second round from Baylor. Uh, a guy who has a, a very high potential and explosiveness, round, right? and he's, he's a second physical round. guy. He's second round, yeah, fourth round, forty. So, yeah, I mean, he could easily, fellas, be the number one guy on that team. I mean, you never, you know, never know. Yeah. I, I mean, I do believe Crowder. You can't erase what Crowder has he, done, he's but be that, Mims that is potential. He's gonna yeah. be that guy. The Crowder's gonna be the guy you get the ball to when you when you know you got to get it to someone. But I think that Mims has got the potential here to be the number one, be the go to guy. Yeah. Um. So you're hoping, dynasty league wise, that this 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 rookie's gonna uh, step up and make those plays. Right. Like I said, his his explosion explosiveness is very high. He's got very high vertical. I mean, the guy. You know, definitely has a uh, a bright future in the NFL league. I mean, we'll see where he lays at the end of the season. Again, I would, uh, I would crap. I don't mind even pick up Mims over Crowder. You know, if you're in the towards the end of the rounds, even if you're not even drafting, if he's a waiver wire pickup, this is one of those. Dart throws that you're hoping to land on <laughs> yeah. someone that really comes through later on for you. The upside, you're looking, yeah, at, you're yeah. looking for upside. Right, for sure. So we'll see when it comes to uh, that wide receiving core. Also, with the tight ends, Chris Hurden, uh, is that right? Hurden, Hurden, a guy who did not play much last year, but we all know the potential and what he and what he has. I mean, he was drafted a couple years ago by the Jets. He had uh, over 500 yards with four touchdowns. I mean, the dude had a very good rookie year, but he, he got hit a lot with injuries his second year. And uh, So what do you think about Herndon? Yeah, Herndon was one of those guys um, that leading up to the draft last year, I kind of had a star by. Uh, it turns out, you know, I ended up trading, trading up in the first round with Mr. TC over here 
and I was hoping one of those running backs would fall to me, and they didn't. So I took Zach Ertz, and, you know, I filled my tight end spot. So that whole Chris Herndon plan kind of went out the window. And I'm glad it did because Herndon was plagued by multiple injuries, including a four-game suspension, a hamstring issue, broken ribs. Um, he just wasn't the same guy. But 2018, down the stretch, he looked really, really good. And he looked like a tight end one that you could get kind of later in the draft. So I think myself, along with a lot of other people, kind of had a star by his name. The and hype was there. It really was. Yeah, there was a lot of hype surrounding Chris Herndon. Um, but, you know, it, it's hard to say. Last year, his replacement, Ryan Griffin, actually had a couple good games because I was going to pick him up. I can't remember if I got him or someone else did, but he had a couple good games. He had one four catches, 66 yards, two touchdowns, one five catches, 109 yards, and one touchdown. So there's there's a flash of, uh, of ability there that, yeah. that you can see with that tight end. So that's, that's what you're after. You're, you're looking for those outliers. And it outliers. seems like Darnold likes to throw it to that spot. So, um, yeah, and also I think the Jets wide receivers are going to be a little bit more valuable this year because last year their defense was actually really good. They finished second defending the run. Um, they were 17th against the pass, but that was with Jamal Adams, who's one of the best safeties in the league. Right. And now <laughs> he's gone to the Seahawks. That pass defense, I... Uh, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I mean... They could be getting torched, and they could be down. A lot a of lot. garbage time. A lot, a lot of, big, of a lot of just big plays throwing. Happening. And, yeah, so some of these guys could benefit that could hurt from Bell's, that garbage time. That, person that could hurt Bell. Bell. That could hurt he's Bell. He's not going to get that if they don't get the the lead early. Then yeah. then he's going to be on the wayside. Very, very so, true. so with Chris Hurden, is it is it a guy that you could see possibly picking up maybe towards the the later rounds of our draft? I'm not going to draft him personally. Um, I'm going to go after somebody. Well, A, if I can get one of the elite guys, Kittle, Kelsey, Ertz, Ertz. I'll get them. Andrews. So Goddard. With, with Ertz, Goddard. Like, like we said, he'll, he'll <laughs> cough up a couple of rounds to move up to get to get Ertz. Like he's yeah, <laughs> like Andrew, Andrews is up there now, too. Even Waller's pretty good. He's um, basically going to give me everything that he owns. Or Hertz. But other than that, if I can't get my hands on one of those guys, I'm going after some of the guys we mentioned before. Uh, Blake Jarwin. Cowboys. Right. I mean, that's what I was going to say. I mean, um, I would even choose Hooper, Hooper. over Hurden. Yeah. I mean, a guy uh, that, you know, had a very good year last year with the Falcons. And like you said, uh, Jarwin, an upside guy. Yeah, upside guy could, on a good team. Um, this guy, of course, Hurden's got the, you know, he's got the potential, the upside as well. But the injury factor is there now, and, you know... Yeah, the well, second season being just so yikes. Really, right, right. I don't know that you'd have to draft Herndon. Um, no, he's a waiver wire pickup yeah, for sure. I'm not drafting him, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think, watch your waiver wire. Keep an eye on this guy, though, because he showed he's flash potential. And honestly, keep, your, keep an eye on all of the Jets' tight ends, because if Herndon goes down, Ryan Griffin proved that he can come in and score touchdowns. Darnold's going to throw to the tight end spot. And the Jets are going to be down a lot because that defense, I don't think it's going to be very good, especially I think Jamal Adams made that defense a lot better than what it really was. Right, right. And this could be a team, like we said, that you know might not have a 7-9 record. We, I think we all three predict that might be a worse record than what it was. I, I think that's what it is. It might not be like, you know, uh, an awful record, but you know, seven and nine record for that team that they had last year. Uh, good for them. So it might be a team that they throw it more than they give the bell. Who knows? 
but we'll see. You know, only time will tell when it comes to that New York Jets team. Let's move on to the best team. Oh, I'm sorry, the worst team in the division last year. Actually, I can't really talk much crap about this Miami Dolphins team because this team beat my Indianapolis Colts team, which I don't really want to talk much about because that was a very frustrating game. Uh, you know, with the Dolphins, they, you know, in the beginning of the year, it looked like they were just going to lose on purpose, lose all their games to get that number one draft pick. But towards the end of the season, fellas, they definitely, you know, uh, put their foot down on the gas tank a little bit, especially with uh, Fitzpatrick. They became uh, competitive. Well, yeah, they, they did really come. Did. Yeah, they did. They did end up picking up a, a Tua, a guy from Alabama, a quarterback, who a guy that they might rely on, you know, maybe this year or in the future for sure. Uh, but I think right now, digging right into the quarterbacks, as of right now, week one, Ryan Fitzpatrick, especially without any preseason games, seeing what these yeah. rookies will look like, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the number one quarterback uh, week one. You guys agree? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and that's because do you want to put your your possibility of your franchise quarterback right out there to with with no experience, no preseason, um, to, to just throw him into it? Like, you know, in the NFL, it's a business. And with quarterbacks like that, you know, with Tom Brady coming out, you know, being a 20-year QB, you know, you're hoping to get 10 to 15 years out of this guy. So it's a slow start. Get him worked into the system. Let him understand what's happening. And Fitzpatrick's football IQ is – was it the highest football IQ? Yeah, the guy uh, went to Harvard. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, and yeah. he's played for like How do you 15 not, different teams. Exactly. So. How do you not want to sit behind that guy and yeah. just learn the game, He knows learn so the many curve. different offenses, and he's been there, done that. He's – that's a great guy to learn behind, honestly. Heck, man, and he's got the you know he's got the James Harden football. I mean, football the beard. beard. <laughs> um, he's got a, gl- a glorious beard, and of course, you like that. Last uh, year, his first <laughs> his first few weeks, or was that that was two years ago? That was with Tampa Bay when he was going nuts. Right, Fitzpatrick, right, Fitzmagic, yeah. whatever they Fitzmagic. call it. Like yeah. you said, Q, he's been on multiple, multiple teams. But uh, with, with Tua, especially with Tua, him getting drafted early in last year's draft or this year's draft, uh, a guy who didn't even play last year in Alabama. I mean, the durability is not there yet, and we'll, we'll see. That's why I'm also saying even if we did have uh, preseason games this year, I don't even see him being the number one starter week one. Um, I mean, it could be a, a definitely experiment year for him to learn from the beard and, and seeing that I definitely see my prediction with this team at Fitzpatrick, you know, it's definitely a high possibility of him throwing five interceptions one game and then them giving to uh, the rookie a yeah. shot. Uh, that's last, a, yeah, that's a possibility. The last eight games of the Dolphins, Fitzpatrick really like turned it up. That was, that, that was when they became uh, surprisingly competitive and didn't finish last in the league like we all thought that 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 first half of the season was going to end up becoming so you know we, we we've seen the flash in multiple teams with him we know that he can do it and it's just, it's just really the reason he's bouncing around team to team is the consistency um, but he's a great guy to learn by so he's the number one starter coming in and two is gonna I think could be the starter at the end of the year it depends on how Fitzpatrick does yeah I think exactly what you guys said it's gonna be something like that where you know Fitzpatrick starts a few games one of these, one of those games, he's gonna throw like five picks, and then two is gonna come in, and the job's probably gonna be his. But, um, you know, it's something that I really don't want to talk about either because the Dolphins, 
Maybe the Eagles last year. Right. And I mean, what the heck, man? They scored like 30-some points. Yeah, Fitzpatrick I mean, turned it on him. He had, I think that was his highest yard, no, second highest yardage on the year. 365 yards, three touchdowns, oh, and one was, interception. Yeah, it was insane, man. He, he and, burned them. Um, but, you know, the first seven games of the season, Miami looked like an utter, I mean... It seriously, I about said yeah. a, a curse word. Right. It seriously it, looked like they were losing they on were, purpose. They started 0-7, <laughs> and they got outscored 162-26 to over oh. the first four games. We thought they were tanking. Like, 162-26? to <laughs> That's that's giving up over 40 points a game. That's right. insane. That's, that's not That's not good. Um, But <laughs> they, they like playing for Brian Flores. I think he's a like good him. head coach. I like him. Yeah. Um, they signed him to a five-year deal right out the gate, too. It wasn't that minimum coach three-year deal. They, yep. they they felt that he was the guy. You could tell, even after being embarrassed like that early in the season, these guys were still fighting for him yeah. late in the year. Yeah, yeah. they were. And that, that's a positive sign. I think that saved his job. Um, and they beat good teams. And, so, heck, man, that's not, you know, to be honest with you, that's not a, th- a thing you see a lot in NFL no, professional you leagues. You don't. Like, uh, in teams that just, you know, don't give up. I mean, that's good for them. So I so I really think that once Tua does come in, like you said, he didn't get to play a ton at Alabama last year due to the injury. But I'll never forget um, a couple of us owners. We were at Brothers down in Indy watching the national championship game, mm. and Nick Saban, head coach of Alabama, made the boldest call we've ever seen at halftime. They benched Jalen Hurts mm. and they brought in Tua Tungavailoa, and we were like, <laughs> "What are they doing? This guy is a." freshman true freshman and they bring him in down by like 20 points and this kid came in and balled out yeah that's I really mean, when he yeah created a name from exactly. stamp on the football right yeah there. And, he did. Uh, you know he just he, there's something about him he he's accurate he's a lefty so he's a little unorthodox with the way he plays he can run he's super accurate i mean he's, i he's i really specimen. yeah i mean i he, he's a, he's the best quarterback alabama's really ever had um so, yeah, I, I really like him. I'm glad. I actually put a bunch of money on the Dolphins drafting him. Um, <laughs> that, that didn't work out for me because I knew they were going to draft him, but I put money that they were going to trade up to get him to number two. Um, How much money did you throw? A dollar? Or? Put a couple hundred on that. I would have oh, won, like, won like five grand. So what, oh, that would have been bad. But I knew they were going to draft him, I, and I really thought they were going to trade up, but they ended up they just sitting. They didn't have to. So... Usually you have to, though. Usually you have to. You have to trade up to get your quarterback. So I was really thinking that was going to happen. I think they would have if Burrow went first and Tua didn't have the injury in his his last season. Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, I like Tua. um, And I think in time, the Dolphins, with this head coach, they love playing for him. With Tua, a really good-looking quarterback, Um, as long as they put some pieces around, they got to improve on defense. Improve the offensive line, improve the defensive line, and and, and then go from there. Right, competitive in 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 the conference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with these two quarterbacks, I mean, most likely you're both of these guys aren't going to be drafted in our league. But Tua, uh, definitely a high candidate if you're in a dynasty league, yep. uh, for sure, a hundred percent. I mean, a guy who who could you know put a very good numbers, you yeah. know, toward, He's in their the future, future right? For yep. sure, he really is. Um, so moving on to the running backs now with the running backs. They did say goodbye to Kenyon Drake, who is now doing very well, especially towards the end of the season with the, um, with the Arizona Cardinals. And he did define himself as a keeper. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I, I do have him. I have the pleasure of having him as a keeper as of right now. Knock on wood that he has a very good year, second year with the Cardinals. So we'll see there. Jordan Howard, a Indiana alum, is is the number one as of right now running back for this Miami Dolphins team. So not a lot of guys are looking at Jordan Howard mostly because of the uh, the with the Dolphins not being that good. Uh, but Jordan Howard, you know, he's <laughs> I think he's an underrated kind of guy. Um, you know him a lot. Uh, TQ uh, because you know him being the last couple of years him being with the Eagles how do you feel about the new site with uh, Jordan Howard being in, in Miami well from an NFL standpoint I really like the fit I love Jordan Howard as an NFL running back um, I love watching this kid run the football and I loved him watching it back at IU yeah I mean, he was awesome to he, watch he, he just hits the hole and he hits it hard he's not an explosive guy per se he's not he is a touchdown dependent flex option as far as fantasy football is concerned, because he's not going to bust one out and, you know, get you an 80-yard touchdown. He's just not that kind of running back. He's going to bruise you. He's going to run, you know, 10 to 15 carries. That's what he did for the Eagles anyway. Um, And he honestly gets four to five yards per carry. I mean, this guy, he's not coming down on the first touch. He's going to bull someone over. It takes a couple guys to tackle him. Um, But he's a touchdown-dependent flex option. I'm not going to really – be looking at him too much unless it's super late in the draft just because he's not going to be on a good team and he's touchdown dependent so and he's not getting receptions much he's not, gonna get he's not a receiving back you know, in a ppr ex- league that that's that's especially huge. with the miami dolphins them having matt Breida, uh who's more of a receiving back than jordan howard jordan howard is a goal line guy and we all know that uh definitely has slid down the mountain his first two years with the Bears, were pretty. I mean, yeah. they were pretty good, especially in his second year. I mean, I think he had nine touchdowns. I mean, the dude uh, looked like he was going to be a stud. But I mean, that third year with Chicago definitely sit down the mountain. And you know, last year with the with the Eagles definitely took on kind of a different role there. But uh, this year, uh, we'll see. Uh, not being on a very good team, he's not going to show a lot of traction when it comes to fantasy. Right, and um, you know, last year he also ended the year with a shoulder injury, right, and missed the final seven games. That doesn't so, help. Anybody. Which opened the door for Miles Sanders, which exactly, um, which, which I'm sure you're which happy is what about. You needed too. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You need <laughs> to make that call. He's your keeper, right? He is. And it's a bold move, Cotton. Bold move. Bold is it that bold? <laughs> Keeping Christian McCaffrey 2.0. Oh, uh, would you bold? stop it? Get out of here. Stop saying that. Is that bold? If he has a, if he has an extremely awesome year, second year. Then you can say that, but he's got to be at least the number two running back to to even consider that. But he's is he in the top ten? Running I mean, back? not even having the stats in front of my head with, with when it comes to McCaffrey, his rookie year. Uh, don't compare Miles Sanders to look up Chris McCaffrey's rookie stats. Uh, we CMC, don't want to embarrass yourself. CMC no, is just please do it. Some, somebody else. He's just oh, I agree, but that's because of the way he's utilized. If Miles was utilized that way, he could have, he could produce produce the same. Type but he, of I mean, he's not going to be. I don't. Yes, think. he is. Okay. All right. We're, we, we I mean, probably... not that way. Not that much because the Eagles are a better team. They this could easily to... <laughs> line up for a, a beautiful bet. Well, you know what? We could have a bet right well, now. No, no, no. The... I'm not gonna bet. Oh, you know what you mean you're not going to bet? You're just saying that he's the next I'm McCaffrey. You're not going to put money talented. on it? He's that you just talented. Put, I, I you just put this. 500 there's, bucks on freaking nobody, Tua. <laughs> there's nobody on the, on, on the Eagles besides Ertz that can do really much anything. So it's got to be Miles Sanders. So it's just volume that he's going to Okay, gonna hold get. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
<laughs> Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Jalen Rager, Greg Ward Jr. You're just naming players that play. Dallas Goddard, <laughs> Boston Scott. Please, uh, please stop. But we, I'm guessing he's talking about one of the legit fantasy football players. Fantasy yeah. Those guys are not legit. Are those guys you're going to Deshaun Jackson if he stays healthy? Yeah, he's not in the top 100. He, he would have. If he stayed healthy, if but he weren't you just talking yeah. about soft you're tissue saying, damage? You're saying yeah. all these ifs, you know, if if, if this, if that. Oh, anyways, <laughs> anyways. Well, we're bringing in Q. You're already Hold marked on. down Did you in look pen. Up his stats? Look up McCaffrey's rookie stats. What were they? I didn't get to there because I got to his last year's. Stats. We're, you're already marked in in pen talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll talk about them once we get to it. But but with 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 Jordan Howard being the clear cut number one, uh, I mean he I mean he's still a guy that I don't want to pay attention to because of that Dolphins team. Um, <laughs> so, moving on to yeah, the... Hold on a second. Oh, boy. Rookie stats. <laughs> Rookie stats. On. 117 carries, 435 yards, two touchdowns. He did have 80 catches for 651 yards. So, he had a total of like 1,000 yards. Miles Sanders had a better rookie season. <laughs> and he wasn't even the starter for most of the year. Well, that's because... He just happened to have a good year. Well, so, so how many? How, but l- let me say this: so who's how many? Now? How many running backs have had a better rookie year than McCaffrey and turned out not being good, very good? Very true. Very I mean, true. you could say, "Oh, this guy's easy. oh, I'm Look, not. perfect example." We're just talking about Jordan Howard. Yeah. He had more receiving. I mean, uh, more carries. Yeah. And and rushing, run, rushing yards than McCaffrey. He's better. No, that he's better. better. He's I'm gonna be saying, better. I'm not saying well, that's that. the same. That's what you're talking I'm about. I'm saying he's McCaffrey 2.0. Jordan Howard, McCaffrey 2.0. No, here no, we go. No, 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 no. <laughs> he doesn't offer that type of receiving value. Okay, Sanders so does. here, what, what, so what we got for year two? Okay, well, of, year two, that's a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, we could put three. So you said he's McCaffrey 2.0. Yeah. So if we, if you want to put money on it. He won't have a better year. Okay, McCaffrey you think he'll have a better year too than McCaffrey's no, year too? No, I'm not saying better stats wise. I'm saying he's going to be utilized similarly. He's that type of runner and that type of receiver. But the Eagles have more options. They're a better team than the Panthers. They don't have. So to okay, so what do you mean when you say McCaffrey 2.0? I mean he will be utilized. He'll be similarly. used. He'll be used like McCaffrey. He'll be, he'll, they'll have him run the ball and they'll throw it to him. <laughs> Yes, but oh. he will be What's, that. Is he's that, that what running talented. backs do? No, I, I don't. He is that talented, is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you're just, keeping him. So if it if, if it works out for you, it will. Good for you. Th- good for you. But if not, we're gonna like let you know. Oh, I'm we're sure gonna. Oh, gonna God. Gonna, I, don't <laughs> want, I don't even want to. We're gonna Thanks, tell uh, you about it. I don't oh, anyways, it. okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, we'll move on again. Uh, Q is with us on the on the Eagles. Uh, podcast when we talk about that division, so I'm sure we'll talk about more Why about you just that name dude. Your team um, McCaffrey 2.0. I'm surprised he has <laughs> done something related <laughs> to Sanders. Uh, so we'll move on to the Miami Dolphins uh, wide receivers. Now, when it comes to these guys, um, uh, so with with there's there's you know there's a few question marks, but also a few upside candidates, and one of them being uh, Devonte Parker, a guy who who was on my team last year, and I really enjoyed having a very good, I think, uh, a very he, he good a year. year uh, yeah, uh, twelve Remember, twelve hundred two yards, nine touchdowns. Uh, the dude, uh, especially after Preston Williams falling down, uh, it. Devonte Parker had a very good year, and it was kind of surprising uh, because he was it was what his fifth year, and uh, usually a guy you know, 
He hasn't amounted so, to a whole lot since then. He hasn't right. been like that guy that we By we far his best year, and it's kind of shocking that he had such a good year. But is he – I mean, of course, he's not going to be as good as he was last year because of Preston Williams. I think Preston Williams, and you're high on him too, TC, yes, a guy who's going to have a, a very good second year and maybe throw Parker you know, down the drain a little bit because Preston's going to shine so much. Yeah, uh, like I was saying, he, Preston Williams was – uh, underdrafted. He was undrafted because of his off-field concerns, and he just came in. He's that big dude, and oh, goodness gracious. When I pulled him in the lineup week nine, uh, I was like, this is the guy. This is it. And he went off, and I was just super Right, and I'm, 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 uh, I applaud to you because I was, I was definitely, I was one of those guys also as well with you, TC, looking at him because he was flirting around, you know, eight points, nine points, nine uh not a guy that I would pick up right away, but I would, you know, he was you on my target. On I was looking at him. I woke up three forty-five a.m. doing his research, <laughs> I mean, sure. at Preston Oh, I was for sure. <laughs> but online. no, TC started him when like the week before he had like two points. Yeah, he didn't. So have you much. were, yeah, you were more brave than I was, and, and I, I just, guess I just, I just have knew to. It. I just was looking at the, who they played, and I was like, this, this is a good matchup, and I just got a good feeling. He had those two touchdowns towards ACL. And it was it was a quick flash of awesomeness, but you know, like I'm ready for this year. He's yeah, he's definitely easy. one of my sleepers. See, I feel like you have an eye, like you you have an eye, like you'll see like just a, a couple plays, a flash of something, and you'll and pick you, someone. You up. saw that with and Michael Ka- Thomas, too, Kamara, Alvin, Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Gallup. Like Every, you, you yeah. had Gallup for a while. I got Gallup. Like, uh, Marcus dropped Gallup, and I was like, no, I'm I'm getting yeah, him right I mean, away. You he just, was injured too. You you always you always do that. So you yeah, got to get at those feelings, but still. I mean, I have no room to talk, of course, but you still have no championships on that. Uh, but <laughs> at I least mean, I don't have any toilet bowl. You have no toilet um, bowl. At some point today, I do need to get measured for my ring. Oh, yeah, good call. We have to measure that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You could have said that You could have said that offline. You didn't have to say it well, on the I podcast. I needed to say it on the podcast. Okay. Anyways, anyways. We are definitely high. <laughs> so what do you think about those? Do you think both of you? I'm talking to both of you with Parker and Williams. Who do you think is going to be more have a better fantasy year? I think they're going to have a great. Um, comp- they're going to have great competition against the other teams for the the best wide receiver duo, or at least like a top five. They're going to be. Well, I mean, this is opposite of what we're what we're talking about with Jordan Howard. This team is going to be throwing it more because they suck more. So I mean, they're going to be throwing it to the wide receivers more. Yeah, well, Devontae's um, fast. I like Devontae better. Um, I. I honestly didn't watch much of the Dolphins. I didn't watch much of Preston uh, Williams. So sucks to suck. I mean, so, I, yeah, wa- I mean, I watched him because of Parker. I mean, I had Parker. Yeah, you had to watch so, exactly. I, yeah, you all, he you was the competing. He players. was the competing wide receiver that you had to compare to. The your only player. game I watched was when they tore to the Eagles, and I'm pretty sure Devontae Parker went off for like A he bunch. went off. Yeah, he's good. That's yeah. all I remember. I mean, he's good. Um, but yeah, it, it's seven one fifty nine and two touchdowns. Yeah. That would probably be the game. Uh, <laughs> but, no, he's. I've always liked Devontae Parker. He's like 6'3". He's long. He's kind of lanky. He wins jump balls. He's always had the talent. It's just he needed a quarterback to get him the ball. And finally, after however many weeks... I mean, Patrick yeah. started getting him the ball. Has he right. always played for the Miami? Yeah. Yep. That's I mean, I, I mean, he was drafted in the first round. Yeah, well, he's, well, um, he's just had yeah. like, it's been like a carousel of just uh, 
people around him, quarterbacks, yeah. coaches. Yeah. Like, how, how do you exactly. really develop as a player when you have just so much inconsistency? That's yeah. not his Heck, fault. man, I don't even think he's the guy that I drafted. I think he's the guy that I picked up in the waiver wire. And, I mean, mainly because I thought he was just, I mean, a guy that wasn't fantasy football re- relevant because, I mean, he was, what, family. five years in the NFL. And he's on the and, Dolphins. And, and, now, that and I'm thinking, Dolphins. now that I'm thinking about it, um, like you just said, the Dolphins are going to be a team that are down and throwing – so back to the running back spot, they signed Matt. They traded for Matt Burita, yeah. Who um, he's kind of more of a patch, pet, a pass change catcher. of pace, pass catching guy. Um, and you're thinking you're t- we're talking about Jordan Howard. He he was on. He finished the year with a so shoulder injury, missing seven games. Who who else do they have behind him? They have Matt Burita. They have Kalen Balage. Um, That's Matt Breed is going to be the guy if something were to happen the guy. to mm-hmm. Jordan Howard. For sure. And he's going to be the Gaskin. guy on third down catching the ball anyway. So That's what I'm seeing next is Miles Gaskin. Yeah, so, yeah, Gaskin. Uh, so, what's, he, what's he, a rookie? He didn't, he didn't have anything. Yeah, no, no, uh, he played last year. Not so, much. yeah, I mean, just think think about that. You're not going to probably draft Breida, but... Just keep an eye on that. You know that um, he he's the pass catching guy, and if something were to happen to Jordan Howard, I don't know that you're drafting Jordan Howard. Maybe late. I mean, he's a starting running back, so maybe. But it just depends who's gone. Where? Yeah, late rounds um, for sure. But Devontae Parker is a really good option. I think I think he's a solid. I don't want to say wide receiver two, but wide receiver three for certain. Yeah, but, I, I, yeah. I like him as a wide receiver. Wide receiver three. three would be good. Real quick, look and see what we had him landed on our mock our draft mock. when we did it. I know he's a guy probably uh, he will get drafted before Preston Williams. Well, that's a good call. Um, we had him. We only did four rounds. We had him at the second to last pick. Of yeah, the in the round. fourth round. So that that sounds about right. Uh, him, you know, towards the the fourth or fifth round, and maybe in the eighth round overall. If you you know in our league you had four, so I mean I think Parker's going to be ahead of Williams, but I see the upside a little higher on Williams. I think Williams is um, going to at the end. He's going to be the guy at the end of the year that's going to be right, be the number one, either, either right there with Parker, and they're going to be competing for that number one spot, or he's just going to take the take right. the. Yep. So we'll see. You know, especially you know, it really depends on the quarterback situation as well. When you know, with Fitzpatrick and Tua, so we'll see. In when it comes to that, uh, you know, not much to choose from after those two guys. Got Jakeem Grant and Isaiah Ford um, and Chester Williams that they picked up from the Colts. Uh, So we'll see. You know, you know, those guys fighting for that third wide receiver slot, not fantasy football dudes. Uh, Moving on to the tight end, uh, Mike uh, Jasicki. A guy who I wasn't really high on. I think he was one of my duds, TC, when we talked about yeah. uh, tight ends. A uh, guy who was drafted in the second round two years ago from Penn State. Big dude, six foot six, big guy. Um, but some some analysis have this guy as a as a breakout candidate. What do you guys think? Well, I think towards the end of the year is when we just saw the Dolphins as a whole take that step forward. Is you know, and and it it obviously shows in his stats. Um, and, you know, there was, what, uh, since week nine, he had one, two, three, f- five games with double-digit points. And even week 16, he went six for 82 with two touchdowns um, against Cincinnati. At Cincinnati. But you, you just see that as a team, when they get better, you're going to have better better fantasy outlooks. And this guy is obviously benefiting from that. I, and I'm not going to say he's going to be a game-changer. He's going to be a guy that they go to, but... I think that he can get the job done when they need to go to him. Uh, I actually picked up. I remember, I I think um, Ertz, I needed someone for a bye week. Actually, Ertz might have missed a couple games last year. So I was streaming tight ends for a little bit. 
And I put in Jacecki because he had a couple good. You know, I, I think I did watch a couple Dolphins, you know, games. And oh, I was no, like, no, no. I can't yeah, remember. I, I don't even remember. He doesn't yeah, know. I, I don't know. But last year was a blur. He's just How did you high. win I, last year? I, I don't know. He wasn't present. <laughs> I put in Jacecki into my lineup. I'm like, oh, man. Because I, I saw Fitzpatrick go. Oh, I think it was because of the Eagles game. He went at Jacecki a few times. Yeah, 579 for one touchdown, yeah. 16.4 points. So I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's going. Oh, oh shoot. sorry, sorry. Oh, shoot. My fault, my fault. <laughs> we'll blurp that out. Um, Beep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, God, this guy, he's, he's throwing to him. I'm like, okay. So I picked him it's a viable up. option. I think I put him in my lineup the next week or the week after that when I needed a tight end. And he got me a big old goose egg or like mm. one, one <laughs> catch for one five yards. One yard. It was six yep. yards, actually. Okay, so I'm like, oh. Cool. But but you know you had the Patriots defense too, which was like another running back on your team. Well, I actually <laughs> dropped them after. Yeah, that was towards, towards, the, end of, yeah. towards the end of the year. But dude, that was that was that definitely that was, helped. You. I started them like the first four weeks. <laughs> they averaged huge. like thirty points that a game. Was that insane. was insane. Oh man! Like, but again, uh, you didn't win because of them. It put you in a no, good position for that. Position. Because you end up, yeah, you traded them and it really. Um, it helped me level. set records for like highest scoring team ever, highest, right. like, and, and the best, best record, record in squad right. yeah, history. You, you literally record. had the best season yeah. Yeah. of our yeah. fans, and that did game. help you a lot. That was but, definitely helped me, um, definitely did. big time. So I'll put money on that. You won't have a better record than you did last year. You won't put money well, on no, that. No, I went twelve and two and won the championship. <laughs> <laughs> There's some regression, <laughs> due, boys. <laughs> Who beat uh, you last year? What do you mean? Oh, um, who's the two dudes that beat you? I, Top of your head? No, no, I'm gonna guess. Definitely was me. <laughs> Come on, Rob, you sure? I'm, I'm I wish I sure. could see like old. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, something that, that, that we could probably look at later. Um, but uh, so with with my just uh, just like a guy that you uh, finishing out on him is a guy you maybe be picking up tight end wise this you know with the these four guys uh with these four teams not a lot of tight end no, prospects no, no. you know just not. looking at it i think looking but, at all four knox might be the yeah, best option. I like Dawson, so Dawson. you would have knox over Jaseki. yeah yeah I okay I well think- i think Jaseki is the better like because if you remember in the com last year's draft combine Jaseki tested off the charts. Yeah. He jumped out of the gym. He caught everything. He's a specimen. He's a specimen, man. I mean, but, like, the Dolphins just aren't – I mean, they're, the it's just unpredictable. Yeah, I mean, you just have to – I think, finally, they started a few games last year, especially against the Eagles. They saw what they had in Jaseki, but – are they going to feature him? That's the question. Right. I mean, is a guy who he definitely took a step forward his second year, over 500 yards, five touchdowns, targeted 89 times. I mean, he was looked at a lot as tight end. So we'll definitely see what you know what he will do his third year. Uh, you know, I I don't really I you know I don't really know how I feel. I had him as a dud. Uh, he finished but, 11th among tight ends. Right. That's I mean, lots of, like, like I said, lots bad. of lots of analysis have him as a sleeper. Yeah. But, but uh, that's from week 12 on that he really even did anything except yeah. for week 14 when he laid that egg. Um, well, that I, just goes to show how dry the I tight think end they're, I think they're gonna is. Draw, I think they're going to draw more plays for him now because of that, because they know that he can and he's capable of being a better tight end than what they, you know, at the beginning of the year showed. Yeah. Right. So I right. think that there is going to be an uptick in production. And we'll him. definitely see, you know, again, uh, kind of like what I said with the wide receivers. We'll see what, you know, what when it comes to the, the quarterback situation uh, with Fitzpatrick and Tua, you yeah. know, and yeah. which ones will connect. And see, this is an interesting scenario here when you're talking about the tight ends of these four teams. I think, you know what, 
for the most part, I always say, I was just thinking, yeah, I'd rather have Dawson Knox. He's on the better team. Probably going to be around the end zone more. But the Bills are a running team. Yeah. They are not they're not going to sustain too many viable passes. Right, catchers. and Dolphins are the opposite. And the Dolphins are the exact opposite. <laughs> they're going to be down. They're going to be losing. They're going to be throwing. Jacecki is an athletic freak. So, you know, I think when you look, when it's all said and done, Jacecki might be the best tight end option here. And who knows about the CSC guy from New England. I know nothing about him. Yeah, me either. Um, he could t- very well turn out to be the best one. I, I don't know. So we, 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 we got They're all in the yeah, same boat. I'm not drafting all... any of these guys, yeah. to be clear. No, right. you, I agree with you on that. Um, I mean... But we want to watch and hope so they're they not get better the next... so we can pick them up. They're not the next... McCaffrey 2.0. They're not the next Zach Ertz, Dallas Zach Ertz 2.0. <laughs> they're, not, they're not the next Eagles tight Travis end. Kelsey or whoever the best... Who's Travis Kelsey? <laughs> isn't he like the number two tight end after Zach Ertz? No, he's and... a wide receiver, isn't he? Pretty much. Uh, but hey, that wraps up the uh, uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, and that wraps up the whole uh, AFC East, man. I'll tell you what, last episode when I just communicated with just me and Skin, uh, we had a, a record-breaking uh, long episode. Uh, and to, today has definitely, yeah, uh, definitely. And of course, we had three uh, geniuses, if you will, if you will, talking about the AFC East TC, talking about 30 minutes on the backup quarterback of the New England Patriots. <laughs> Jared Studham uh, so all that's, the way, baby. <laughs> Uh, don't be surprised if he drafts him in the second or third round. Tom Brady but, 2.0. Um, I mean, it, it, definitely a fun topic with, with these four teams. And it's definitely enjoyable uh, having you guys face-to-face, communicating with you, um, and, and looking in your eyes and telling you that you're stupid uh, when you think, you know, about McCaffrey, Miles My, Sanders, Q. But it's definitely been fun. I hope you enjoy it. You guys got any last words? Uh, that you guys better watch out for Jarrett Sidham in the future. That's all I got to say. Here we go. I'll leave by, um, you know, saying the usual. Miles Sanders is Christian McCaffrey 2.0. Well, I guess I don't even have to say it. TC's got it. Oh, boy. All right. So, yeah, that, that, that wraps up this week. And uh, next week we'll bring on some more divisions for you. Lots of uh, beautiful things ahead of us. And I'm sure uh, we are approaching, fellas. Uh, draft night is uh, uh, getting closer and closer, and hopefully, knock on wood, uh, we still have the season or some kind of season when it comes to fantasy. I do believe we will, and uh, that's why we're still continuing these awesome podcasts for you. Well, fellas, very good uh, first ever face-to-face podcast, and uh, thanks for uh, sticking with us for almost, <laughs> it feels like, two to three hours of uh, podcasting. But, hey, thank you so much, and this has been... The Flawcast Network. Take care.